The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, by Crossmark Services, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Uh, Hey, Mike. Hey, my friend. Listen, uh, before we get started, I have a quick story for you. All right. Listen, man, you ever like, uh, you think about problems our community faces, and like, you just can get kind of overwhelmed. Like, you Mm -hmm. think about it, and you just like go down the rabbit hole, and you're like, well, I don't even know. What is the answer to this? Yeah, I don't even know, right? And so one of those things is like, um, well, you're going to, this is not a big problem. It's healthcare, right? Healthcare is good. Oh, yeah. There's totally, no problems problem with solved, that. Problem no, solved. Yeah, yeah. yeah, problem solved. I actually, I sit on a board at a, at a hospital and uh, one person said, the uninsured will always be with us. You know, like after Obamacare, people are like, oh, mm-hmm. it's like, check the box. It's fixed, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so you hear these terrible things and people complain and you think like, well, there's nothing to be done. Like, what do these happen to these people? But you know what? There are people doing things, Mike. There is hope. There is hope. And there are people that are doing things that are making impact and helping people that are uninsured. And guess what? That's where our guest is today. Would you believe that? So we've got Donna Walsh, who's the president and CEO of Shepherd's Hope, and Abby Rice, who's the vice president of operations. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Our pleasure. Absolutely. So uh, Donna, start with you. Like, uh, what the heck? What's Shepherd's Hope doing? It sounds like it's doing awesome stuff helping people that are uninsured, correct? That's correct, John. So Shepherd's Hope has been around um, over 26 years, and uh, we have four locations in Orange and Seminole counties. Um, it provides free health care to those who are uninsured and qualify through the federal poverty standards. That's 200% uh, percent or below federal poverty standards. And so um, so we invite everyone who may be struggling with connecting with insurance um, or, you know, just not knowing where to go for their acute medical care to come to us. Um, I can remember being uh, young and single and having my first real job at a college and they would have like uh, benefits meetings and I would just like walk by them. I just like had no clue. I remember saying to people like, why are people so stressed out? And now I know. Yes, of course. <laughs> right? Yes. It's one of those things like if it's not totally on your radar or if you're younger and you're like, I'm invincible, you don't really think about it. But then when you get into the real world, like this is a big, serious thing. And and you and I have known people who have lived good lives and then they have like a medical issue and then they're like bankrupted by it or That's some right. terrible thing. That happens, right? Yes, it and does. And you throw on top of that, like if they're unemployed or underemployed or there's some situation and that's where you guys, you know, kind of step in. That's right. That's right. So, you know, if you factor in also the rising cost of health care, right. that could be a lifelong debt, as you indicated. Um, and so, you know, if, if folks don't have insurance, they can come to Shepherd's Hope. We have our Longwood Clinic there in the um, Sharing Center Plaza that's open in the morning and the evening. Um, we also have a Winter Garden Clinic. Um, that's our, our main clinic there on 9th Street in Winter Garden, open in the evening currently. And then uh, we're co-located with Orange County Medical Clinic downtown, uh, which is right next to um, the health department on Central Avenue there, Westmoreland, technically. Um, and then east side, you know, east side of Orlando, where there's such a great need. But um, beyond providing medical care, we also have um, a vast network of specialty care providers and our hospital partners that provide surgical care as well as hospital, um, you know, diagnostic testing and lab work. 
Um, and then if an individual needs to go to a specialist, we are able to do that as well. This is all in-kind services. Um, and we have you know, volunteer providers, licensed as well as unlicensed, um, currently well over 1,400 active volunteers that assist us each and every day to provide these services. How many? Well over 1,400 currently. Yes. That's a lot. <laughs> right. That's a lot of thank you notes. It oh is. My gosh. It is. And, and believe, you, believe you me, I sign a lot <laughs> yeah, of them. I bet you do. I bet you do. So uh, so in your role, I mean, you're, you're the CEO and president. Like that's like, when I would think about CEO, I'm like, that's visionary. And then I think president's kind of like on a mission. And like, you're doing both. That's a lot. It a is. lot. It is. So but, you're out there. But you know, um, I've been very blessed with a, a walking into a beautiful team here. Um, everybody... Who, who is staffed at Shepherd's Hope. And we have um, you know, a very small team, small but mighty, 32 individuals um, on our staff, but everyone has a passion to serve. And so you're, you're relatively new, uh, but Abby, you're like an old veteran. No, you're not. That's not even mathematically possible. Uh, but you've been on the team six years, something yes. like this. Did I get that right? Yes, you're right. And uh, you're a Central Florida person. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess well, you were from Fort Lauderdale yes. or... But you, but you went to Rollins. You're like a like a double Rollins grad, mm-hmm. and so you that that background, and so and so now with uh, Shepherd's Hope for six years. So tell us about that role. Tell us about it's it's, it's operations, correct? Yes. So what does that mean? What does that look like? So what's interesting is I started in the volunteer program at Shepherd's Hope back really? in 2017. Right. And so as you know, our volunteers are our heartbeat. They are the ones that make our mission happen. So having that base when I started has helped me kind of evolve my operations role. So you hear VP of operations, but it's every hat in the closet. Mm-hmm. I am walking down the street with our team, learning the neighborhoods. I am in the clinics with Donna, just helping out where we can, whether it's registration. I mean, we jump in and I want to do this more often with our current team is help to volunteer, help our volunteers help. So I really just do everything under the sun. <laughs> well, I mean, like, so I'm, in my brain, I try to like put things in little boxes. It helps how I think. Mm-hmm. So when I was just writing as you're talking, so you have like um, customers, right? Somebody's coming in with a medical need. There's that. And then you have uh, donors. You have to have some people that are mm-hmm. writing checks and augmenting and make sure. And then you have partners like the hospitals. Okay. Yeah. And then you have volunteers, people that come in. Did I get that right? Yes. There's something else. So they're like dogs and monkeys that you train. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot. But that's what you're saying is like you're operationally, you're working with all those different all columns. All the stakeholders. Stakeholders. And mm-hmm. so you're like, it's a, it's a, you know, 32 staff and then 1,400 volunteers plus the doctors plus something. That's, that's a lot mm-hmm. that's going on. So you got to daily kind of coordinate that all together. Yes. Was that Rollins background helpful for that? I actually think so, especially my master's in health service administration. Um, I actually had my, one of our past employees came into Rollins and taught to me about Shepherd's Hope. And that's how I found my fault. I found my way here. That's very cool. That's and very that cool. was all in that master's program. That's awesome. That's, I'm a big fan of Rollins. I mm-hmm. like Rollins. I wanted my youngest daughter to go there, but it's like 10 minutes from our house. So oh, gosh. <laughs> if you can come home to use the bathroom, too it's, too close. it's too close. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Donna, I mean, you're like a double knight, correct? I mean, so I you, am. you're I a big am. local person as well. Yes. I mean, you military, ba- military family background, right? right so you right. grew up kind of all over the place, but then really deep roots here. Right, right. right. Um, my dad originally from Florida, you know, went, okay. went to the Air Force when he was around 18 years old. So 
you know, for 18 years, I traveled the country with dad. He started in Bermuda, honestly. But um, he retired in Florida in 1981, and I've been here since. Um, and so my undergrad in nursing from UCF and then returned for my graduate degree in public administration, which I, re- you know, received in 2008. Well, that's really fascinating. Yeah. So you, you went nursing. Like, that's a real, the clinical side mm-hmm. of it. Yes. Uh, do you still have a part of your brain touch that, think about that? Oh, you know? absolutely. You Every like day. that part, do you, really? Yes. Well, it, that's the, the medical piece um, that I bring to Shepherd's Hope as well. You know, just having that medical background and uh, working for public health all those years in Orange and Seminole County Health Departments um, as a nurse and really understanding the needs of our community, you know, the well, medical needs. Is it, it must be both, right? So it's like understanding the patient, having compassion for the patient, like, you know, what medically something. I, I am not a great I'm dyslexic, and so I'm not a great student, right? So when I meet people who have done things like get a master's degree mm-hmm. or medical training, I'm very impressed with that because it's like not something that I could do. So that that's yeah. part of my where my brain goes. But I'm like, that's really impressive. I have to think also you uh, would have compassion for the doctors, right? Like Correct. you speak yes. their language too, because sometimes somebody might be really good, smarty McSmart medical person. They know how the body works, but they don't know how to talk to humans. That happens sometimes, right? And I don't mean that mean. It's just like people have sure, different sure. brains, and so. I'm really, that's fascinating. So you must have the ability to connect the two worlds together. Exactly. Did I get it? Yes. And I enjoy doing that as well. Is that fun? <laughs> yes. You know, we, we have, uh, Abby leads a, a medical advisory group. Um, we have a medical director, you know, Dr. Gallus, and um, it's just such a pleasure to work with them and to be able to support them in their role, you know, to provide the quality patient care that we do. I, uh, when I really retire, not like my fake retirement I did, Mike, but like right. my, my, when I really retire, what I would love to do is uh, spend a couple days a week doing a hospital visitation. Like I like that part of it. Sure, you know, I like, sure. I like meeting with the patients and then listening to them and just kind of hanging out with them, you know? Uh, but I can't relate to the medical staff like, like you would, you know, yeah. I, uh, that's a crazy story. So, um, I got a, um, I, I ran track at FSU, which is what he was referring to. When I have a class ring. And so I don't wear my ring often. It's huge and ridiculous looking. And so every once in a while, like once a year I would put it on. So uh, last year, I put it on. I spoke at a lecture at FSU at my big round, and I came home and I could not get it off. Oh I no! Could not get it off, and so I went to bed that night, and it kept me up all night, like because it was like throbbing and stuff. So the next day, my daughter, she was a senior high at Winter Park High School, and so she had this thing, and I dropped her off, and I said, "I'm just going to go to the ER." And so I walked in the ER, and it was really slow that day, and I just, I said, "I'm sorry, but can you do you have to deal with this?" And they were like. All day long, like they cut rings off all oh, no the time, and so I had the most delightful experience just hanging out with them and just talking to them, but just trying to understand their world and just the crazy that they must deal with, right? And Absolutely. so you, that's that's part of all the stuff you guys deal with as well. Absolutely, because on the other end, you got to deal with like business dudes like me, right? Like you have to then you're yes. part of your donor stuff and mm-hmm. be able to connect all those things as a big part of it. Yep. And and we do have a development team as well, so the development oh, team gosh. assist us, you know, with with um, donors and funding, and you know, it's it's us all working together mm-hmm. in coordination. Um, another that we provide besides the direct medical care is case management. Mm. Um, also, uh, healthcare navigators, and I'm gonna bunt to um, Abby over here to talk a little bit yeah. about those because she oversees those particular programs as well. Right. So, you know, Shepherd's Hope, like Donna said, was started in 1997, and the goal of just being a medical clinic, but. Things change over time, and we realize that it's really difficult to navigate this healthcare system. So think about being uninsured. We see homeless. We see undocumented. We see everyone. So 
the last resort is Shepherd's Hope for a lot of our patients. So the case management team really helps on the back end, um, one-on-one with our patients, helping them connect with our specialty providers, whether it's in a hospital or not. And then we also have our um, insurance navigators that help enroll our patients with insurance, and they can get them on insurance within the month. Oh my gosh. Well, that is a a big, complicated issue, Mm -hmm. like all that that kind of stuff. Um, I want to take a quick break, and I want to come back, and I want to unpack that a little bit further. And then the other thing I want to talk about is like... um, how our, how our listeners could then be involved with what you guys are doing. And then there's a spectrum, so I want to talk about that. So is that okay? Yeah, yeah that sounds All right, great. so Donna, Abby, we're going to take a quick break and be right back here at the Crossman Conversation. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally to serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world? To people who are impoverished, oppressed, and persecuted, Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Once again, here is John Crossman. And we are back here at the Crossman Conversation with Donna Walsh and Abby Rice uh, with Shepherd's Hope. And, you know, I was really been reflecting on this, and Abby, I want to talk to you about this, is that uh, shepherding, right? You know, like think what, like what a shepherd does, you know, with sheep and like if they got to get them through a, a narrow passage and rocky ground, like things like that. And there's a lot of, we use a lot of metaphor in life about that, that concept. When you're caring for somebody who medically is having some issues and, um, you know, I help with my mom and she's 84 and I help with my wife who's had some serious health issues and I've had to help navigate that, shepherd that. And dude, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. 
And, you know, I'm like somebody who's got some extra resources as well. You know, I cannot imagine if somebody's doing it on their own, right? Or if it's like somebody's also full-time job and got a lot of things pulling them. So what I heard you saying right before the break is you were talking about navigating, shepherding, and then you guys have that. Because sometimes somebody has, you know, two medical issues or five, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody could have like, oh, maybe they have a, a cancer, but then maybe they have a mental health issue. Or maybe they have, you know, some sort of diabetes and then they develop, you know, who knows, something else. And you've got to have like the, the medicine, like what meds are we taking or not taking? That's a lot. Am I getting this right? How You're complicated right. this? <laughs> so you guys provide that service for people as they're trying to navigate, correct? Mm-hmm. So the resources we provide to our patients really stem from us as staff members, holding them hand in hand with our case management, helping them with those referrals. But we also partner with health insurance navigators. So helping someone navigate this healthcare industry It doesn't matter what you're going through, whether you just lost your full-time job or you're homeless and you just walk down the street to find one of our centers, you are treated with quality care by our volunteer providers. Well, you know, it's, uh, um, respect is an interesting topic, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you go through life and you're a professional person, you get treated with a lot of respect and, you know, you would think and hope that would be the same in other areas and it is not, it is not. And so if you spend time with people who are from different backgrounds, Man, it's, it's a rough part of humanity if mm-hmm. people just not being treated with dignity or respect for who they are. Even, it's really hard. Even just the language. So sure. we really try to have translators in our centers as well. Creole, Portuguese, and Spanish are the other top three languages that our patients have that besides English that we see. So we want to make sure that we are that neighborhood um, health center in a sense where you can treat us as a neighbor as we would treat you. So it's that golden rule. So we really try to provide that. My dad was on dialysis for nine years and then during that time got cancer. And so then he was like, you know, getting chemo mm-hmm. plus dialysis. And somebody told me one time that when you're on dialysis, it's like having the flu constantly. That's what it mm-hmm. feels like. And so, you know, we all know that we can be bright, happy, kind people, but if we don't feel good, <laughs> you know, totally different. Story. So if you don't feel good, plus, you know, um, someone doesn't speak your language. Right. And like that can like become a very bad situation quickly. It's scary. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really awesome. So it's not like, hey, just show up and help you. There's really shepherding, navigating a whole healthcare services. And, and with that real quick, I want you to touch on this because on the same topic. You know, sometimes people might say, well, you know, why don't they just eat better, right? Or like, like, why don't somebody take better care of themselves? But you actually do that. You have some health, like eating, dieting stuff. Is that correct? Yes. So that's our HEAL program, the Healthy Eating Active Lifestyle Program. So this um, really stems from our Winter Garden location. And uh, Khadijah Brown is our Director of Community Outreach, and she has really taken this program off its feet. So this program works with the youth and senior groups in the communities where we teach those healthy, active, anything you need. We follow the American um, Heart Association curriculum. And so she actually has volunteer coaches that come in and teach these kiddos mental health. And we do pre and post tests. We're doing yoga with the kids and with the seniors. So Seeing them from the start of the class to the end of the class, they are different kids and different people at the end of those six to eight week courses. Dude, yoga. Mike, <laughs> Mike have you ever done yoga, Mike? Uh, uh, Yogi Bear? Is that who you're no, talking No, no, no. I'm sorry. Mike, Mike, I, I, don't, been, I don't mean to be mean, but you don't really look like a yoga. I don't guy. really I, think, I, 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 think I, I'm not flexible at all. No. You're not flexible like in life. No, yeah, you are well, actually. Yeah, you are actually a flexible yeah. guy. But the reason why I bring it up is yoga, if you've never done it, yeah. if you watch it, you're like, it's so easy. 
And if you do it, you're like, I'm going to die. Exactly. Right. I can only imagine. <laughs> but then you feel fantastic. Right. But that's a big part. It's like, as we're trying to train people to be healthier and, and prevent medical things, we have to provide the resources of making decisions that aren't always what we want to do. If you look in my backpack right there, I keep with me when I bring to work and my wife does for me, I have uh, cucumbers and carrots and celery. Right. And I don't want to eat them. Right. I don't want to. But I keep them around me and then I, I do it. But that's part of that full health thing. So again, that's preventative. And that's that's part of the things that you guys are doing, which is really mm-hmm. important. Um, Donna, with our remaining time here, yes. uh, the big thing is like, why? Like, why are you why are you doing this? I mean, you're a super awesome person, I'm sure. But, but what's the big why? Why is Shepherd Hope around? What's going on? Sure, sure. Well, for those who may not know, um, Shepherd's Hope came about through a vision from our founder, Dr. Um, Bill Barnes, who's also a pastor, St. Luke's United Methodist Church. And um, he tells the story, it's on our website, you know, where he was walking the beach on vacation 27, well, 26 going on 27 years ago now um, in 1997. And he he literally had a calling to do this work. And it was through the, the amazing volunteers at the church and others he knew that they were able to establish Shepherd's Hope. And, um, and so, you know, his philosophy is that none of us can do all of it, but all of us can do some of it. And it's through caring people, caring for people. And um, and uh, in my opinion, compassion is contagious. And so, you know, just hearing his story, seeing the work that Shepherd's Hope has done over the years, being a safety net healthcare provider for Central Florida, um, I, I certainly had a pull toward Shepherd's Hope as well. You know, as I transitioned from government work after 36 years, retired, I was retired for two days <laughs> and transitioned into Shepherd's Hope because I truly felt like my work wasn't done. And so I, I believe in the mission and the vision of, of Bill Barnes and the team. Um, it's just incredible how, you know, what people can do when they come together. I uh, had a college roommate and then we were roommates out of college and that's just one of my best buds of all time. And they actually married an, another guy we went to college with and uh, they've been married forever and they got three kids and their kids are all doing great stuff. And if you meet him, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I want an impressive executive who's doing big time stuff in his life and career. But it wasn't always that way, right? We all started someplace. And when he was young and struggling and he and I were, you know, I worked, we're roommates and he got a job by, from Bill Barnes. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. And he was, uh, he was an artist and uh, he gave him some opportunity to do some teaching and things like that. Oh, that's excellent. And uh, well, you look at like his trajectory of his life, but 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 Bill Barnes was a like a, on his Mount Rushmore of people that kind of helped right. him. Isn't that funny? And yeah. so I really appreciate people who are visionaries and you know, laid on his heart, and then he's like doing something about it. You know, like my dad used to say, there are people that play church, and then there's people that are like being the church, and that's a being the church kind of moment. Like we're not gonna, oh well, that's bad. You know, we're going to get out there and do something. Absolutely. I always tell people like, you know how you know somebody loves you is they choose to sacrifice for you. Mm. They don't have to. They choose to. Like, that's how I know sure. Christ loves me. Sure. Right. So we, then people aren't forced to. They choose to. So when somebody chooses to love people in their community uh, in a sacrificial way, that's cool, my friend. I like that. Yes, All right. So uh, I, I want to get to like, so how can people help you? Like, so people are listening. And by the way, if people are listening to this and they live in Cincinnati or they live in L.A., there's other groups like yours, right? Yes, so there like are. if they're yes. feeling like, ooh, somebody should do something, they could look up you guys and then if they say, hey, I'm in Arizona, you could say, oh, yeah. you should check out such and such. Is that right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a national association of free and charitable clinics 
So honestly, google.com. Um, <laughs> they can go on the website and look that national organization up and, and it will list, you know, all participating um, like clinics across the nation. So, so. Um, so let's sort of run through the list of things here. So if in Central Florida, somebody's listening to this and they're like, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm later in life. Uh, I just want to pray for you. You appreciate that, right? Absolutely. And so if they're yes. like, hey, you know, I, I can't do much, but I could write a little a little, a little, donation. Yeah. Mike just did a thing. He was helping out a group he's passionate about. Like little donations matter. And if you got a lot of little ones, yeah. that's that's good. So uh, prayer and, and little donations. And then somebody could volunteer, right, Abby? Yes. So like if somebody's like, ooh, can I come volunteer? And they could do, that could be like mopping and meeting people, I guess. There's like a spectrum of volunteerism. Is that correct? Yes. There are many different roles. You don't even have to be interested in the medical field. So you like me, like like somebody who's not a medical person. You could be a greeter. I'm nice. I could be nice. I can say hi to people. But, uh, but, but could a a church or a service organization do a project? Like they maybe paint a wall or something like that? Yes. We do have, um, some folks come out and actually pressure wash and weed our gardens. And there are many projects. Okay. And then what about if there's somebody like Donna, like they're actually a certified nurse and they, they're all, oh, I'm sick of corporate, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to retire, but I want to volunteer like medically. So, so, so could doctors and nurses come in and help? That's a thing. Absolutely. As Abby said, they're, they're our heartbeat. We could not do what we do without the volunteer um, professionals, licensed professionals coming in and our other volunteers, our support volunteers as well. It's a team effort. And so, I guess it's also good for like, um, other service providers like law enforcement and, and EMTs and things like that and, and teachers to know you exist, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. like, you know, somebody's like got a kid in their class and they're like, oh, this kid seems like maybe they have a health issue, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe mom doesn't know or whatever. But knowing that there's this resource out there. So so some of this is like I get the awareness out to connect yes. the dots, mm-hmm. right? We don't always yes. know how to connect the dots and know, know what's out there. And then the last thing is like is, is big donors, right? So like I would imagine you guys get grants and things like that. But, you know, if somebody's like really has in their heart and they have a bigger checkbook, you know, like, hey, there's things you can do. And, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I'm going to build a wing on a hospital. That's important. Right. Um, But you guys don't need that. But you do need some significant funding. Right. Some some things. And so people being aware of that's a big deal. Right. Well, if you know, just to put in perspective, 91 cents of every dollar that's donated to Shepherd's Hope goes directly to patient care. Come on. Yes. That's that's impressive. Yes. That's so, impressive. you know, our budget in, as far as supporting our staff and, and operations is very slim. You know, we, we intentionally um, try to use just pretty much most of that dollar. Right. So you're not, care. you're not, mm-hmm. you're not doing a capital campaign for Donna's new office. That's right. No. <laughs> you know, like, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's no big thing like that. You're trying to raise yes. those funds so that you get it right into the people impacting right. the yes. people in need. And yes. so that's, that's really, really cool. All right. Well, we got to wrap up. Um, anything else? Last comments? Yeah. Or? I just would like to provide a phone number Go for, ahead, please. for folks who may be interested in our services. Um, 407-876- Six six nine nine. Also, our website, um, shepherdshope.org. You know, if anybody wants to find out more about volunteer opportunities, our uh, locations and hours of operation, those are two two places they can go to. That's awesome. Well, uh, Donna and Abby, you give me hope, don't they? Don't they? I mean, absolutely, like, absolutely. Like, like you give me hope. Like sometimes in my life, I wish more people would get exposed to people like you because they'll they'll feel better about life. Like I always try to tell people. Every day, there's people in our community that get up and love and care for people in need. And we don't hear about it. We hear about the leads at lead stuff, but there's way more of this stuff going on, and it's awesome. So thanks for what you're doing. Uh, really appreciate you, and thanks for being on the show. Thank thanks you. so much. Jeff. All right. All right. Well, this has been the Crossman Conversation. 
And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.